0: and
1: call mom. All right, well welcome to Mortgage Mom Radio. I'm Debbie Marku, and I have Miss Heidi Slego Points with me. How you doing today, Heidi?
0: I'm good. How are you?
1: I am fantastic. So it is Monday. This is the first time we're doing it this way. I mentioned it last weekend for all of our listeners that we would be now starting to do shorter episodes, but multiple times a week. So as of right now, this week, we're going to do Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, and then we're going to kind of see how that goes. But I'm going to try to get smaller, smaller episodes with content in them for people to be able to log in and watch and interact and on different days, maybe somebody's got Tuesday off where it'd be easier for them to be able to pop in then. So we are going to be doing these live Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, for sure. I might throw in a Thursday or so, but the best way to know that we have gone live is to make sure that you subscribe to our channel. So go to YouTube uh, and uh, search for Mortgage Mom Radio, and then click on that subscribe button and make sure you click on that notification bell. If you don't click the notification bell and you don't select all, you're not going to get an update from YouTube when we go live. The other thing I'm not sending out a link for every single show. I think that people would get very frustrated. if They were getting multiple text messages a week and that's not what I'm going after. So make sure you do subscribe to the channel and let YouTube give you the notification. If you want a notification, you just want to make sure that you see us do it live once a week, at least we are still going to send out that notification once a week on Wednesday. So you can still um, subscribe or opt in to get that link actually texted to you. And the way that you do that is that you text the word mom to 844 935 365 Three, four. So if you guys text the word mom, and I've actually had multiple people, so I wanna make sure I do explain the texting really quick. So text message goes out, it's literally just a notification for you to know that we are live. I am not actually looking at the text messages, I'm not receiving the text messages, I'm not answering the questions. Every now and then I'll get in there just to kind of clean it up and see if there's anything I needed to know. And there's been multiple times that I've actually had people that have asked questions through there, and I absolutely don't mind at all, but I just want you to be aware that I'm not actively monitoring it. So if you send a message and you don't get a response right away, I'm not doing that on purpose. We're not being bad about responding to you. It's just not one of the forms of communication that we're actually working through. So the other thing that I'm noticing is that I have some people that will text and they'll text subscribe, or they'll text yes, or they'll text app or they'll text link, uh, you guys need to text the word mom. So M-O-M, make sure you text the word mom. You will get a link once a week on Wednesdays at 1 p.m. when we go live on YouTube. It's the only link I'm going to send out. But remember, we're going to be live on Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, and possibly Thursday. So if you really don't want to miss a single episode, a subject or topic, or be able to ask questions live, you've got to make sure that you subscribe through YouTube. So that's Mortgage Mom Radio on YouTube. Subscribe to the channel and click that notification bell to say all so that you do get that notification from YouTube. So, what are we talking about today? We get to do maybe a little bit of catching up with mom here and there. Maybe we'll leave that for Wednesdays. Uh, But what are we talking about today? Today, the hot topic is mortgage insurance. So, I wanted to talk about this and I brought Heidi on to talk about it as well. I actually sent Heidi an article to read hoping that she would be my brains on the show today because I didn't actually get a chance to read it myself. Uh, But, you know, a lot of people ask us all the time, how can we get rid of our mortgage insurance? And we actually have had... Uh, a, a, a commercial running on all of our radio stations, letting us, you know, telling people, if you have the equity, now might be a good time to refinance, to remove the mortgage insurance. And so I want to make sure that we talk about that because I had another question come up from a client just a week ago trying to decide during a refinance if they should pay, you know, buy out the mortgage insurance, should they pay it monthly, when would it go away if they pay it monthly if they don't buy it out. So I want I thought this was a really important topic for us to talk about and make sure that everybody's aware of what their options are. You know, what what can they do if they have mortgage insurance? A normal, typical standard, 30-year fixed rate FHA loan with three and a half percent down payment, can you remove your mortgage insurance? So the only time that FHA has the opportunity to keep the same loan, same interest rate, everything intact, is if you put down more than five percent and you actually got yourself a 15 year loan, not a 30. So most people going into an FHA mortgage are going into the longer 30 year term in order to get that better payment. And they're putting the low down payment, which is the whole reason why we use FHA. You know, they're putting their 3.5% down. So if you have an FHA loan and you you do, you are paying mortgage insurance you cannot get out of it unless you refinance. And so that is why we've been talking about that so much recently is if you want to refinance, if your property has gone up in value, you want to drop that mortgage insurance, now is the time. Do not put this off. Interest rates are low right now and property values have increased significantly. So anybody that has bought a home from 2020 to 2021 there is a very good chance even if you put 3.5% down on your home that you have the equity that is needed in order to get out of that mortgage insurance. And even if you don't have the full 20% equity, we have conventional loans that don't have mortgage insurance with less than 20% equity. So a lot of people don't realize that either that that's an option. But if they wait too long and interest rates go up, then they're going to find that they're going to be better off in the payment they have keeping the FHA loan and they will forever pay this mortgage insurance. So definitely if you guys have an FHA loan, you should be thinking about this right now. You should be going to the website, Go to mortgagemomradio.com and click book yourself an appointment. Click on that book appointment button. Get yourself a phone consultation. Talk with one of us about where are you at? What is your home worth? What is your rate today? What would a new rate and payment look like? And determine if that is the right step for you. So FHA, your only option, guys, for 99% of you out there is to do a refinance. So now let's talk about a conventional loan. So you have a conventional loan and let's say that you have a 15% down payment or maybe you have 15% equity in your home and you're thinking, well, should I buy it out? Should I get rid of the mortgage insurance completely? Should I pay it monthly? When's it going to go away? So based on the article that you read today, Heidi, what did it tell you? If I am a normal old buyer, I buy a house with anything less than 20% down. And I set up a monthly mortgage insurance payment. When does my mortgage insurance go away? At what point? By itself. I'm not calling the lender. I'm not asking them to do anything. I'm just letting the loan go. I'm just being lazy.
0: When you have paid down your mortgage to 78%, okay? So when your loan to value hits 78%, paying it down, not the equity going up by your value going up. Then at that point, your lender, your servicer would reach out to the mortgage insurance company and have it removed. Right. That point, that's when it would just go away. Just go away.
1: So I want everybody to hear that. If you buy a house with 20% down or you do less than 20% down, but we come up with an option for you with no mortgage insurance, then you have nothing to worry about. But if you are buying something with less than 20% down and you took monthly mortgage insurance in your payment, it is not going to just automatically drop off or go away until you have actually paid your balance down to 78%. So what that means is even if your property, if you bought it for 400 and it went up to 500, they don't care about what's today's value. They're looking at what was the value at the time that you took the loan. So that goes for a purchase or a refinance. If we did a refinance and gave you mortgage insurance, what was your value at the time of that last refinance? They're looking at that value or that purchase price looking at your loan balance and they are looking for you to get to 78% of the established value at the time that you originated the loan. So it's not going to drop off at 80, it's actually not going to drop off at 70 uh, until 78. So here Correct. right. So here is the next question. I call you up Heidi and I say, "Okay, great." Um but uh I, I you know I have 80%. I mean, I've got 20% equity now. So uh, how do I get rid of my mortgage insurance? Can can I call the lender and just get you know a new appraisal ordered?
0: Sometimes. <laughs> exactly. That's a great question. Yeah, it's a great question. So if you see that you've got 80% equity, every servicer is going to be a little bit different. So you would call your servicer. You would ask them their requirements on having it removed. Some servicers are going to say, let's see what you've paid down. Some are going to say, we're going to require a new appraisal and they're going to look at the difference in appraised value. Also, there's requirements of your payment history. So they're going to look at your payment history for the last 12 months and payment history for the last 24 months. So they're going to look at a lot of different things. So the best thing to do is you think, Hey, I've got 20% equity in my house. I want to have it removed. You're going to call your servicer and you're going to ask them, what are their requirements and get that listed out. And at that point, you're going to know I have to pay it down or they're going to look at a new appraised value and they're going to decide based on your payment history, Have you had zero late ever good. Okay. Now is it current price value or is it previous appraised value? Any have you paid it down? Yes or no. You're going to know whether or not you can then pursue that. Right.
1: So many of the servicers are not actually going to allow you to get a new appraisal to determine new value and actually remove the mortgage insurance. They, The majority want to see that you have actually paid your balance down. down to the 20% equity or to 80% of what that established value was at the time that you took the loan. That is what the majority are going to be looking for. I have actually had clients call and say that they talked to the lender, they ordered an appraisal, they paid for the appraisal, then the lender reviewed the appraisal, finally got back to them and said, well, your appraisal's great and you've got the equity, but we don't allow you to move, remove your mortgage insurance by going that direction. And they were dumbfounded. Like why in the world did they allow me to go through these steps, make me pay for an appraisal to tell me that they won't remove my mortgage insurance, even though my value has gone up. And so then they're calling me and they're saying, can you use that appraisal if we do a refinance? And I have to tell them, no, I can't use that appraisal. I have to use an appraisal that was ordered specifically for the loan that we're doing you know for the transaction that we are in the middle of so definitely like heidi said make sure that if you are trying to keep your loan that you have right now intact and you're wanting to get your mortgage insurance removed because you feel your property's gone up in value not because you've paid it down make sure that you're asking that question what do i need to do if we order this appraisal is there something else other than it coming in low that could change whether or not you would approve me to remove the mortgage insurance. So make sure that you actually get those stipulated factors. It's very important the other thing yes. is right so then the other you know uh, the other option obviously in all of this is that you can always do a refinance to remove your mortgage insurance and so that is something that a lot of times will work out best especially for somebody that's only been in a loan for maybe a year or two or maybe even six months because property values have gone up so quickly recently There is an opportunity for many people to do a refinance to get rid of the mortgage insurance without having actually paid it down on their own. And what is nice about doing it that way with us is that if the value does come in a little bit lower than what you thought it should and you don't have quite the 20% equity that you need, then we can actually look at the options of a conventional loan that does not require mortgage insurance to where you could still be getting out of that mortgage insurance even without that 20% equity. So, you know, the chances are going to be the very best to get mortgage insurance removed by calling our team, talking with us, and doing an actual full refinance. But can you keep your loan that you have right now fully intact and remove your mortgage insurance in a conventional loan? Yes, you can. It's just going to depend on what those stipulations are by the lender. Uh, Is there anything that I haven't brought up that you feel is important to mention? You did read the article today. I'm going off of just knowledge of knowing how this works, but (laughs) did you read anything today that you were like, wow, I didn't know that?
0: So yes, I actually did. So one of the things I read is if you had any kind of modification... So right now we're running into that a lot with people that did deferments or forbearance. Some of those stipulations actually have to do with the MI company themselves. So that's good to know. Yeah, the servicer may have certain requirements, but then on top of that, the actual individual mortgage insurance company will have their own as well. So at that point, you're going to need to ask, who is your mortgage insurance company? And each of them have their own website that will tell you if you had any kind of modification, here are our guidelines of having it removed. Wow. That is going to be important.
1: That's actually really important. So for anybody at all out there listening, if you guys have a loan that has mortgage insurance and you chose to take You know, advantage of the opportunity for the forbearance or the deferment that has been so rapid in, you know, today's day because of, you know, the environment that we've been in, obviously, Uh, you know, make sure that you are calling and asking that question because your best bet may be, again, just to call us and let us help you through a refinance to get the mortgage insurance taken care of. So that really might be your your best opportunity. So today I really want to talk about escrows. I think it's very important. I've had quite a few clients over the years. I'm not even going to say recently, but over the years, I've had quite a few clients that have reached out and they've. Gotten a little upset and their payment changes, and they don't really understand why they thought they had a 30 year fixed rate. Isn't my rate fixed, Debbie? You know, isn't, didn't you tell me this is never going to change on me? So I want to talk about escrows. So, number one, first question is, you know, let's tell everybody, Heidi, what are escrows? What does that mean? And no, we're not talking about the company. That closes, helps you close the mortgage or close the loan. We're talking about escrows. It is a piece of your monthly payment, also known as your impounds or your impound account.
0: So what is escrows, Heidi? What is in it? What makes it up? So escrows are your property taxes and your homeowner's insurance. Homeowner's insurance is also known as your hazard insurance or your fire insurance. Right. But it is
1: your insurance on your house as well as your property taxes. So as everybody knows who's got car insurance or any other kind of insurance at all is that your insurance policies do not ever stay the same they literally change annually. Now you will not usually see a giant, giant change, but you will see typically an increase, right? And everybody loves this word inflation. And I'm going to guarantee you that you're going to start seeing things get more expensive in every aspect of your life. I am shocked that they have not come out yet and told us that they are increasing our property taxes uh, it's probably around the corner but in the meantime yeah. let's you know let's just say that our property values have gone up and our property our taxes are based on our property values so everything is changing on an annual basis even though it's not going to change a lot, it is going to change. And unless we see a major dip or a major decline in housing prices, you're not going to see your property taxes go down every year. You're going to see them go up by just a little bit or stay the same, right? But what is that escrow account? It's encompassing those taxes and those insurance payments. If your taxes and your insurance get more expensive, What happens to the monthly payment, Heidi?
0: It goes up. Right. They have have to account for your annual insurance, which is paid annually. And then depending on where you're located, your property taxes are paid semi-annual or annual or even quarterly in certain places. So they have to account for that in a monthly payment to make sure they have that amount to pay out annually, semi-annual, quarterly when those payments are due. So when your property taxes go up and your insurance goes up or one or the other, then that's going to adjust your monthly mortgage payment as a whole to make sure they can pay those payments. If you have a fixed rate, your principal and interest is not going up. But your payment as a whole, because your property taxes and your homeowner's insurance is included in that entire payment, you will then get a statement that says, We have adjusted your payment based on, and it will tell you what went up, Right, but people do get very upset. I thought this payment was never going to change and they are correct. Their principal and interest will not change, but if property taxes and insurance adjust, then that all in payment is going to adjust to make sure that they account for that adjustment in the inflation, in the change for their property taxes and or insurance. Right.
1: So I thought it was really important to bring that up because again, we do get those calls quite often. Now, a lot of times we get a call that says, well, my payment went up $300. My payment went up $400. $400. I mean, I've seen them go up $500 before. And the big question is why so much, right? I mean, this, this is not, you know, my insurance policy went up $200 for the year. I mean, this we're right. talking three, four, $500 a month. Why did this payment go up? And it does happen. And it is very important to understand why, especially if you are a brand new buyer or if you have bought your home within the last 12 to 18 months. And I'm going to preface that with, especially because we were on shutdown, we were on lockdown, things slowed down, people were working from home. The same amount of people working inside of the county offices were not there. So we're going to take a very quick break. And when we get back, we're going to talk about Why would your payment go up that much from your escrows, from your taxes and from your insurance? What happened? How did it happen and why? So let's take a very quick break and then we'll be right back. She's the mortgage. Hi, this is Debbie Marcoux, host of the Mortgage Mom Radio Show. And what do we do? Well, we we'll bring you all the education and information that you need to know about selling your home, refinancing your property. How do we save you money? Well, do you have mortgage insurance? Do you have a conventional loan that you put down less than 20%? An FHA loan? Well, let's get rid of it. Prices are up and rates are down. Give us a call. It's 844 935 3634. What's that spell? It's 844-WE-LEND-FOR-YOU. That's 844-W-E-L-E-N-D and the number
0: four. Pick up the phone and call mom. All
1: right, so welcome back to Mortgage Mom Radio. I'm Debbie Marcoux, and I have got Heidi Points in with me today, and we are talking about escrows, and why would your escrow account payment go up? Why is your 30-year fixed-rate mortgage your monthly payment changing and it's it's a question mark that happens quite a bit it seems to be really on the rise the last year and a half or so i think a lot of it having to do with the uh you know cough and everything that has been <laughs> happening you know in the world um things slow down right so the first thing that we have to make sure that everybody understands is that when you close on your home the property taxes at the time that you close on your home are the seller's property taxes. More times than not, you buy the house for more money than what your seller had originally paid for the home. Property taxes, Heidi, are based on what? The purchase price. That's right. So whatever you bought your home for, Your county has a way of calculating what your property taxes will be, but they are always using what you are buying the home for. So if the property taxes at the time that you close the home, the county has not done their job yet at reassessing your property, because obviously that's a paperwork thing. Your first bill all of a sudden comes out for taxes. They haven't done the reassessment yet. They're sending your lender a bill to pay your taxes. And this is, again, we're talking escrows. If you are not impounded, if you do not pay your monthly payment with your taxes and insurance as part of your monthly payment, your 30-year fixed rate mortgage will never change ever Correct. for any reason, <laughs> uh, unless you don't make a payment, you set something up with the lender, you get behind, you've got a deferment for, okay, that that's all different, right? But if right. you are not impounded, your taxes and insurance, you are responsible to pay on your own. When the bills come due, you can completely ignore this segment of the show. <laughs> but if you are like, I would say 80% of the population and your mortgage payment has your taxes and your insurance as part of your monthly payment, this is very important to understand. So when, you're, when you first close on your home, the county has not done their job yet. They have not reassessed your property. They have not done the paperwork to put into their system what that new sales price is and that you are the owner. You may even get a tax bill in the mail that still has the old seller's name on it even though it's your bill, okay? So when that happens, and Heidi, the bill okay. comes out and it's too low. Correct. Right? And yep. then the the lender does what? They send you a refund. Right. Because yes. they think that, your bill was lower than what they estimated when they first did your loan. So again, remember there's me and there's Heidi and there's all these loan officers and you know they're putting your, your file together and they're taking your loan application and they're seeing your sales price and they're figuring out what the tax base is in your neighborhood and your area. And they are determining what they believe that your monthly payment should be to cover your taxes based on your new sales price. So from day one, you start making a payment based on what we expect to see from the county once reassessed. But if the county happens to be behind, quite all the time, um, and your first tax bill or even second tax bill, make it to the lender and the lender pays a bill that is far less, significantly less than what they anticipated to see, they will assume that the loan officer and the underwriter of the file made a mistake, was collecting too much and they will send you a refund. So that refund comes in the mail and what does the average typical person that just bought a house do, Heidi, with the money? They cash it. Right, And and a lot of times they don't even know what it was for. They're thinking no. maybe they overpaid something through their transaction. I'm not saying that there's anything in it. No malice, no ill intent, right? They're, I no. mean, they're, they're getting uh, $40 from the insurance company because they overpaid the policy when it was new, and all of a sudden it got underwritten after the deal closed, and it's not as much. And they're getting a refund from the escrow company because they overfunded it to close the loan, and then they're getting a refund from over here, right? So they all no. of a sudden get a four, five, six thousand dollar refund. Now, a lot of times this is about a year later, right? They usually get this check about a year later. But let me just tell you that because, again, as I mentioned before the break, a lot of these counties are behind. We had shutdowns. We had people out. We are severely behind right now. I would say that I have actually seen transactions that it has taken them over 18 months to get a home reassessed. That means three tax bills have come out for that person at that lower amount. There is absolutely no way for the lender servicing your loan to know that they just haven't reassessed yet, and the lender has rules. They are not allowed to keep a a specific percentage overage in your escrow account. They're not allowed to. So it's once a year, annually. They go in and they reassess your your account. They look at the property taxes that have that the bills that they've received what they've paid out, they look at your balance, they look at what they believe that you're going to have in future balances, and if that number is too high, they've got too much money on the books, they are going to send you a refund. You get a refund in the mail, you have got to pick up the phone, and you have to call your loan officer and ask, do you know what this is for? Why are they sending me this money? When people call me and ask me that question, I tell them, put it in an account that you cannot touch, That you do not use and wait another 12 months if nothing has happened your escrow your mortgage company has not reached out to you and said we're increasing your monthly payment or you know you owe us x amount of dollars then keep the money totally fine but when you get a a a payment from your mortgage company that is a large amount and anywhere at all on that letter it says escrow or impound Put that money aside and wait, because there's a very good chance you haven't been reassessed. What is another good way, Heidi, that they can go about figuring out if the money that they get in the mail is something that they can cash and use, or maybe they should wait? What's another good way for them to go about figuring out if they've been reassessed yet?
0: Um, honestly, like I, I had the same situation happen, and I called my lender and I said, "What." have you paid out my taxes? And they said, yes. And I said, well, what did you pay out? And it didn't match what my taxes were supposed to be, what I was told, what was on my paperwork. And I said, no, this isn't right. So they ended up canceling the check to me. And I was very grateful because then I got a supplemental tax bill. And I will tell you, it was in excess of $8,000. So had I cashed that- Arizona- (laughs) No, it was before I moved to Arizona. Oh, all right. Fine. It was my California house. All right. Um, but because I had gone over it and honestly, even doing what I do, I didn't know that was happening. And my lender had said, Hey, do you know, there are these special assessments. And I was like, Oh my gosh. So we had set it up that way. And they had sent me a check back because It it hadn't been done. And so then I honestly just called the servicer and said, what have you paid? What do you have? And they said, no, we paid this out. We paid that out. And I was like, no, that's not at all what my paperwork said. Right.
1: And you guys can cash a check. You can send it back to the lender and tell them to put it back in the account. But the bottom line is if you get a large check like that, make sure that you know why. There was a specific reason why that happened. And it was probably because the lender did what they were supposed to do. Mm -hmm. Legally by law, they cannot continue to hold money in your account over a percentage and in excess for future bills and so they have to send it back to you but your county is not reassessed yet once they reassess you're going to get a supplemental bill in the mail that is going to be due that you're going to have to pay and not only that but the tax bill the next time that the lender gets the tax bill will be higher and now all of a sudden they've already sent you all your money back and now your escrow account will be negative so once your escrow account is negative then the lender has to figure out well your next bill is going to be x amount you're currently negative X amount. So in order for us to get you caught up, we need to put those two numbers together and we need to increase your monthly payment by, you know, X amount, 300, 400, $500 to make up the negative and get enough in there for the next bill that will be due. So keep that in mind. That is the only time that it is going to go up. That is nine times out of the 10, the reason why it goes up. You got a refund check and you cashed it. You didn't know what it was for. And now all of a sudden the county's behind, you've been reassessed and you've got taxes due that you don't have the money to pay. Now, one of the options when you see that letter come in the mail that says, hey, we're going to increase your monthly payment on you. One of your options is to actually send them a check. So you can call if it doesn't say it on the letter, but most of the time it does, it'll say, you can either write us a check right now for X amount of dollars and your payment will stay the same. Or we are going to increase your monthly payment by X amount of dollars for this time. And it's usually for a 12-month period. And then after that, the shortage has been made up, the negative has been made up, and now you're gonna go into a normal payment moving forward from there. But you've gotta get that negative, you know, fixed. And so I've even seen when they've sent money back, sometimes they'll lower the monthly payment on you because they Mm -hmm. think they've been collecting too much every month. If you see that your payment goes down from what it was originally set up for, or you see that you get a big check in the mail, do not jump up and down. Do not go out and buy yourself some new furniture. Don't get that new TV. Don't get that PlayStation or that Xbox that you've been wanting stop and figure that something had to have happened. You know, you don't just get free money in the mail for no reason, not big chunks like that. Make sure you call your lender and you ask so that you don't end up into a budget crisis down the road.
0: Yes. Very Always important. Always call the servicer and ask him, what is this for and why?
1: Right. So really quick, we have had clients that have ended up in that situation and they don't have the money and they can't afford the monthly payment that they're being told that they have to make. It really is outside of their budget and what they can afford. And they don't have the cash to send it in to replenish the account, to get rid of the negative. So another option in that circumstance is that we can take a look at your loan for you. We can do a refinance. We can make up the negative in the impound, the escrow account balance. We can get you all caught up with a new free finance, with a new monthly payment. Now your taxes have been reassessed by the county. So it's they're going to change very, very little every year. You're gonna see probably, you know, 10 to 20, 30 dollars a month that could change, you know, year over year, but we can get you refinanced and we can get you all caught up and we can get you moving forward into greener pasture. So if you're in a situation that you can't afford the increased payment, this has happened to you and you don't have the cash to send into the lender to get your payment moved back down, give us a call, get on the books, go to the website, go to mortgagemomradio.com, click on that phone button or book appointment button, schedule a time to talk with me or one of the other ladies here at the office and let us see if there's something that we can do to help you. Interest rates are still very, very low right now. So maybe there's a chance that we can get you into a, a better rate or maybe even the same rate you already have. The other opportunity would be if you've got mortgage insurance right now, maybe we look at your value. Maybe your property has gone up in value. You're a year, year and a half later, properties have gone through the roof. So hey, maybe we can fix your escrow account Get that, you know, get that payment down for that reason. Maybe we can remove the mortgage insurance because values are up and get your payment down even further for that reason and possibly get you moving into an even better payment. And now you can breathe again. And that weight is off your shoulders and off your chest. So best thing to do is get yourself, book yourself an appointment or give us a call. Call the office. It's
0: 844-935-3634. Heidi, what's that spell? We lend for you, W-E-L-E-N-D, the number four. She's
1: a mortgage
0: mom. Hi, this is Debbie Marcoux, host of the Mortgage Mom Radio Show.
1: Have you been thinking about buying an investment property? Maybe you own an investment property and wanted to get some cash out, but you have a hard time showing your income to qualify. That's okay. We've got programs for that. Give us a call. Get your phone consultation. Get on the books. It's 844 935 That's 844. We lend for you. That's W-E-L-E-N-D and the number four.
0: She can get things done when you're in need and don't know where to go. Pick up the phone and call mom.
1: All right. Well, welcome to Mortgage Mom Radio. I am Debbie Marcoux. I am the mortgage mom. And today I've got Cindy Russin with my team on. And she is our expert today in ADUs. We're gonna be talking about accessory dwelling units and how do you get that added to your house, right? They're they're actually, they're really super cool, um, but that is gonna be today's episode. So if you guys would like to tune in, watch us do these live. We are on Monday, Tuesday, and Wednesday with the goal of also being on on Thursdays. So we'll see how much energy that I have to do four a week we'll see how it goes but i am promising to do three a week and we are going to be doing smaller 15 to 20, 20 minute episodes and getting straight to the point right into the good stuff taking all of these different shows per week and creating our one hour show that goes to radio on Saturday and Sunday. So we're hoping to bring you guys the meat and potatoes very quick out the gates, really fast, a little bit easier to watch on YouTube, not quite as long, you not have to watch an entire hour show. Uh, We're just gonna jump right in. So if you guys want to know when we go live, it is a live show, it is interactive. You can ask questions. We want you to ask those in the feed on YouTube. So make sure you guys do go to YouTube search for Mortgage Mom Radio. Make sure you subscribe to the channel and click on that notification bell so that you do know when we go live. That is very important for you guys to know that we have started. Uh, but we do want you guys to be part of it. Every single Wednesday, we are going live. We will send a text message to you if you'd like to get in on that. So if you want the link to know that we went live on Wednesday, 1 p.m. Pacific time, all you have to do is text the word MOM to 844 844- We Lend For You. That's W-E-L-E-N-D and the number four. It's 844-935-3634. It does not text you. It does not opt you in if you write, subscribe, if you write um, link, (laughs) if you write it, you have to actually text that number. You have to text the word mom. Again, you'll get one text message a week. We are not going to text you on Monday and on Tuesday when we go live only on Wednesdays, but you will get a link that you can follow along if you want to jump in on Wednesdays. So make sure that you guys opt yourself in. You will also get a link to our phone app. You can do anything on our phone app that you could do on our website from calculating payments, watching YouTube, watching videos, listening to the podcast, contacting Cindy and calling her with questions. Um, Yes. (laughs) So you can do anything with that phone app that you can do um, on the computer. So if you would like the phone app, you also need to text the word mom to that same number. It's 844. (laughs) We lend for For you. you. It's W E L E N D. And the number So it's 844-935-3634. All right, so let's get right into it. We're talking about ADUs today, accessory dwelling units. And a lot of people say, what does an ADU mean? (laughs) And so that is what it is. It is ADU is an accessory dwelling unit. And it is basically that home that is not attached to your property. The ones that are attached, we'll get into those as well, but those are the junior uh, accessory accessory dwelling units, <laughs> <laughs> right? Um, so the ADUs are uh, something that is detached, it is in your backyard and it is. Um, you know uh, less than 1200 square feet right so you you did a whole bunch of research on the topic and i have your little notes right here so i'm going to pretend to be the expert when it comes (laughs) to these but give me a couple of things off of the top of your head that you were actually um kind of surprised by or didn't know or you weren't aware of well first i didn't know about the junior
2: adus um that you can actually have one in your property, almost like a master bedroom that could be downstairs or an extra large den that you can actually build just the tiniest of kitchen, a counter, a little cabinet, give them a little fridge. You just have to have access to your home and you can have a bathroom in there or they can use your bathroom in the home. Now you can actually use this room now as a rental income. So a lot of the times back in the day, we can't rent stuff in our house without, with, and claim it for income, it wasn't allowed. Right. Just, it it doesn't go. But now, if you file this as the junior accessory unit, you
1: can. Right. it's
2: really good for for investors. Right. You're trying to, you know, run out your property. Now you can actually run out to two
1: people instead of one. Yeah. Oh, no, that's great. And the same thing goes with the actual um, ADU. So the the full ADU in the backyard that can be up to 1,200 square feet or... 50% 50% of the value of your home uh, I'm sorry not value 50% of the square footage of your property so it's 1200 or whichever is less so if you have a 4000 square foot property you still can only go to 1200 square feet if you have a um you know 2400 square foot home you can go to 1200 square feet so it's whichever is less no more than 1200 square feet for a separate building in your backyard, right? Yep. And these are very, they're really great. They're awesome. Um, You know, they there's something like you said that before, if you had a guest home, if your property was not considered a two unit property or a duplex on county record, we could not give you the rental income to help you qualify for the home. Uh, you weren't technically even supposed to be by county standards, renting those out. Now you can actually have legally tenants Yeah. and a lot of people are putting these in because they want the additional income, uh, you know, to be able to bring that through. So, I mean, think about and, and think about where rents are at today. Yeah. Oh, to be able to have that extra property in your backyard. Right, right. Absolutely. And and to be able to bring in that income to help help offset the cost of your home. So one of the things that is a big uh, issue with most people today is it the, the cost of homes, right? The cost in California is getting so expensive. The cost of homes is up there. So if you can help to offset some of the monthly payment by having this accessory dwelling unit in your backyard and renting it out, having tenants, it's going to possibly help you qualify for that pay- that sales price that you didn't think that you could afford. So they're very cool. Yeah, they are, they are. Now, one of the things that I read on your paperwork, which I loved, had to do with HOAs. If you guys remember back uh, about a month and a half, two months ago, I did an entire (laughs) episode about homeowners associations and, you know, how they can be picky and, you know, they tell you what you can and can't do. So uh, what were, and again, this show goes out to um, many different uh, states. So I'm going to focus on California because it was a California rule that went into place in this comment that I'm making right now. Yes. But one of the things that you pulled up was HOA. So what was it that you read? Because I'm going to love for everybody to hear this. So the deal with the HOAs now is that the HOA
2: cannot make the decision that you cannot build this unit in your backyard. That's huge because HOA seem to make the decision for everything on your property, right, Debbie?
1: Oh, yeah, uh,
2: the tree in the front yard. <laughs> yes, absolutely, absolutely.
1: <laughs> um, so, so yes, yeah, so that is giant. Is that one of the new rules that are going into place? I believe it's coming in twenty twenty two. I don't know. I believe it was it was a rule that uh, NUSA made, and yeah. um, but I don't think that it actually is. In place yet, um, but it is coming and it is around the corner. But your HOA is not going to be able to or allowed to tell you that you cannot add one of these. There are rules and stipulations yes, around how big your property is, yep. how much uh, square footage that your actual land is, your your lot size is, will determine whether you can have one, and then how big can it be, right? So you still are going to have to follow rules. And you will probably still have to get approval from your HOA and from your neighbors just for the actual noise and work and everything that's going to be done back there, I would guess, right? Um, We're going to have to get a little bit deeper into it as we get, you know, further along and it starts to roll out and more people are doing them. Um, But they absolutely are not going to be able to tell you no, that you can't. They can't just right off the bat say no. Right. You
2: have to have the option. California law is going to require that you have the option to build. Right. And then you have, you're going to have reasonable restrictions. You can't build something ugly and you can't make it 20 feet high and, you know, you have your restrictions and your rules that are going to go along with the you rules anyways, um, but – what a huge win yeah. to be able to do that for
1: investors, especially, you know? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. No, I think it's a huge win. And again, I'm, and I'm sure that, you know, a lot of the homeowners associations are all going to start getting together and they're going to start mm-hmm. creating their rules around, you know, the ADU, knowing that they're going to have to approve them. So I'm sure that they are going to want you to still, if you're in an HOA community, they are still going to want you to be able to, you know, uh, go with the right colors for the neighborhood and the right, you know, a certain type of roofing on it. And, you know, you know, I'm sure that they're going to have their rules around that, which is totally okay. Yeah, if I you, agree. If you live in an association because you like that um, things are consistent and done in a certain way and look a certain, you know, in a certain manner, then that's okay for them to put the rules around how can it look? You know, how big can it be? What is the roof? What are the colors? Right? All that stuff. How far away from your home does it need to be? What corner of the lot can it be on? Well, um, you, if
2: you buy in an HOA, anyways, you want. The That's property to be clean, for. and yes. you want the people that are come rent your property to know that the area is clean and safe, and you know affordable at the same time.
1: Right, So it's still,
2: it's still good that they monitor that stuff.
1: Right, absolutely. Now, one of the things that I was actually reading up on with on the ADUs um, that I didn't put you in charge of, it was the actual financing of them, and the very the the most popular way to finance the ADU. So a lot of people actually talk about it. They call us, they ask us questions. They're looking it up. They're trying to see what kind of loans are out there and available. The most popular type of loan to do this is a cash out refinance, and as As I was reading the article, it actually did say that most people should be prepared that it is going to be a two-part process. They are going to do the cash-out refinance from their home that they already own, pulling out the equity of their home, based on their home's value that day. So if we're doing a cash-out refinance to a higher loan-to-value, let's say we're cashing out to an 80% loan-to-value, the interest rate is going to be more expensive than if we were cashing out to a 60% loan-to-value. So a very, very uh, common and uh, standard way of getting the cash that you need is doing the cash-out of your home by doing a refinance, and then after it is built and it is done, doing a second Finance because now that adu is going to be part of the value of your home so your home has just gone up in value so now your loan to value is lower you are no longer a cash out refinance you are now a rate and term refinance which means that you are going to get a significantly better interest rate so we're going to do the loan get you the cash you're going to build the unit and then we're going to go back and we're going to get you into the permanent financing of the lower interest rate based on your new value and not taking the cash out. The reason that most people go this direction with taking the money from their home versus finding a uh, different type of loan or trying to do a construction loan or a renovation loan, which are other options oh, as loans. well, hard money <laughs> More loans. More difficult. <laughs> Absolutely. And we can help you with any of those. So if you are interested in getting an ADU, the best thing you guys can possibly do is call the office and get yourself an appointment or go to the website and book yourself an appointment. Let's talk to you about what is going on with your home, your home's value. You know, Do you have the opportunity to do a cash out refinance? Do we need to do a renovation loan? Um, should we do hard money as you just threw out there, right? So we can do all types of different kinds of loans, but the most common kind would be a just a simple cash out refinance. And we are doing it in that way because that means that the cash is in your hands you are in charge of the construction. You are in charge of who you hire to do the work. Maybe you're good with your hands. I can see my dad just jumped on. I can, you know, mm-hmm. he says, hi guys, hi dad. Uh, my dad built his own home, right? And 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 he's good with his hands. He's good at building that stuff. Don't ask me, I can't even sew a button on a t-shirt. <laughs> um, but you know, he's really good about that, right? So if it was my dad and I could pull cash out of his home and hand him the money, he could probably build that ADU to code permits and all knowing how to do it for less than half of what the cost would be to hire somebody right so when we do a cash out refinance and we put the money in your hands we're putting the construction in your hands you're in charge If you want to do some of it do it if you want to hire people to do it do it if you want to hire the handyman because he's cheaper than the contractor do it right your choice when we give you the cash and you choose to build it your way if we do a renovation loan to get you the money for that accessory dwelling unit then you have to go through approved contractors and bids and it all has to be approved through the bank and it all has to be done by a licensed contractor even if you are a licensed contractor you cannot do it yourself it's you're not allowed uh, you do have to hire people which you know is going to cost you more money than being able to do some of the odds and ends yourself i mean i I am not good with my hands and I could still paint a bedroom (laughs) if I wanted to, to try to save on the cost of that. So just keep that in mind that, you know, that is why that option is the most popular in doing a cash out refinance on your home.
2: It's probably the cheaper route too. I mean, the renovation loans can be expensive too. So
1: yes, yes. and
2: having control of your, your build is so much It's so rewarding. (laughs) It makes it so much easier on you during the whole process.
1: Yes, it is. I absolutely agree with you. And the renovation loans are expensive and the hard money loans are expensive. So again, if you've been thinking about doing one of these loan types, all you need to do is get on the books. So give us a call. It's 844-935-3634. Does she remember what it spells? <laughs> we lend for you. <laughs> Look at her. Look at her. It's W E L E N D and the number four. Give us a call. Get on the books. Uh, we will get you scheduled for an appointment. You'll talk with me. You'll talk with Cindy, Heather, Carrie, ha- Heidi, uh, whoever is answering the phones that day. That's who you're going to talk to. And, you know, you guys can. Um, also, go to the website, go to mortgagemomradio.com and click on that book appointment button and get yourselves an appointment to talk with a, one of us as well. If you do not see an appointment time that is available for you, you need a little bit earlier, you need a little bit later, all you need to do is send me an email to questions at mortgagemomradio.com and I will make sure that I work with you. I will find somebody who can take your call a little bit earlier, a little bit later in the evening. We're here to help you, we're here to work with you. Like I've said numerous times, we don't bite. (laughs) um you know we we aren't going to hound you we that we that is not what we are here for we're not a hard sell uh lender we are truly just trying to get you the education and information that you need we're wanting to build the relationship with you the rapport with you we're going to answer the questions we're going to show you the numbers and then we're going to let you make the decision and if we hear back from you fantastic we'd love to help you get the loan application started so please keep in mind as well that we do do loans And we are available Monday through Sunday. So uh, you can make an appointment Saturday. You can make make an appointment Sunday. We are going to call you back. We are going to talk to you. Uh, Just get on the books. It's the best way to get started. Now, one thing I want to bring up that I think is really important, I want to make sure everybody heard with this accessory dwelling unit, right? So number one, we talked about how you can rent it out legally. Yep. Get rental income, which is gonna help you to offset what your total overall mortgage payment is. Yep. Principal interest, taxes, insurance, right? If you can get a thousand dollars, fifteen hundred dollars, two grand. I mean, it depends on where you live and what your rents are going for, right? Um, But depending on how much cash that you can bring in on a monthly basis, you can apply that directly towards paying your principal balance down faster on your mortgage. Or maybe you don't have to pay as much out of pocket for your mortgage because you're subsidizing with your renter's income. So that's number one, super important. Number two, what I want to drive home is think about a house that has a guest house in the backyard or an income producing piece of property in the backyard. That home is going to be worth a lot more money than the home next door that doesn't have that unit. So the money or the value of your home is going to go up significantly if you were to add one of these units to your home. So number 1 they're awesome, number 2 you're adding value, number 3 you're adding income if you rent it out. Maybe you don't want to rent it out. Maybe you're like me. I want to get one in my backyard and I'm going to throw my kids out there. So you know, here's a here's <laughs> a really cool fact about these two though. Yes.
2: Is these are permitted. They have to be permitted through the city, yes. but the city is now required to give you an answer within 60 days. Woohoo. Do you know how long permits take in LA County? You know how long to get an answer it's insane yeah but they are required through the new laws 60 days they have to have an answer out i love so, it that's huge right there too
1: well and i'm i mean i'm assuming that you have to have in order to apply for the permit you do have to have all of the uh you know blueprints yeah, plans, and everything your plans yeah. and your, your plans your architectural yeah it's was- Dry in a blank but you have to have all of that ready to go so start looking guys it's it's out there there's companies out there that do it there's bluep- blueprints that can be purchased for very little money very little on very the little internet. money at this time on the internet um get it you know get something that is basically what you're looking to do get your application in for the permit and then that way you've got the permit and you can get it started when you want and, and if, if you And if
2: you have any questions, we've done so much research on this, you can call in and we can give you the basics. You can call Cindy. Instead of going through the internet, getting confused and trying to figure it out, call in. We'll give you the basic steps and we can also help you with that refinance on your house or guiding you in the right way to get that set
1: up. Yeah, absolutely. Call Cindy for sure. Call Cindy. (laughs) I'll take you. Did lots of research. Cindy Russin, mortgage mom radio, (laughs) loan educator and officer. All right. So um, we hope that we brought you guys some good information. Again, we're trying to keep these very short 15, 20 minute episodes. Uh, Heather says, you know, hi, ladies. Uh, Dad jumps on. He says, hi, guys. And Carrie jumps on and says, great info. Hi, ladies, Carrie. Thank you so much. If you guys are listening to the show and you want to be part of it, we want you to be part of it. We want you to ask us questions, get interactive and be part of the show. So number one, uh, go to... Uh, YouTube, search for Mortgage Mom Radio for our channel. Click on that subscribe button and click that notification bell. Make sure you turn it to all so that you get a notification from YouTube when we do go live. We are now going to be on Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, and hoping that I have got the energy to also do Thursdays. We're going to bring you 15 to 20, 20 minute episodes, all really good stuff like this, get you motivated, get you moving, get you thinking. And we want you guys to ask us questions. So make sure you guys are part of the live stream. You're asking questions and that way we can answer them for you. If you're listening by radio on Saturday and Sunday in all of our markets, um, thank you guys so much for listening. Realize that this is three to four different parts throughout the week that are being all put together in one hour long episode for you on radio we love you guys to be our customers on mortgage mom radio youtube channel so go check us out and subscribe and be part of it every single day monday tuesday wednesday and we're hoping we can (laughs) keep it up for thursday got it always at 1 p.m. Pacific time. So we're gonna keep that time frame consistent. You wanna know when we go live on Wednesdays, you can get yourself a link. All you've gotta do is text the word MOM to 844-935-3634. What's that spell, Cindy? We lend for you. Look at her. She's (laughs) an expert now. 844-W-E-L-E-N-D and the number four. Text the word mom. You'll get a link once a week. We are not going to send that link to you Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, and Thursday. (laughs) You'll get a link on Wednesdays uh, to let you know that we are live. Other than that, go to the channel, subscribe, and set that notification bell so that YouTube lets you know that we're there. We hope you guys all have an amazing rest of your week. And uh, let's see, we'll be back. Tomorrow. We'll be back Thursday. Nice. We'll, we'll talk to y'all <laughs> then.
2: Debbie Marcuse, licensed by the Department of Financial Institutions and MLS ID 237926. Also licensed in Arizona 0941504, Florida L O seven 76508 Georgia 69178, Idaho, Nevada 57237, Oregon, Tennessee 184373, Texas, Washington MLO 237926.